It's Tuesday, November 14, 2023. And this is Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market and its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group, trading on the TSX Venture and the OTCQB. PurePoint actively operates a portfolio of advanced uranium projects in the world's richest uranium district and has established partnerships with some of the largest uranium suppliers worldwide. While our passion for this subject is undeniable, it's essential to clarify that the information presented here is not investment advice. Instead, our goal is to offer an unbiased and comprehensive review of recent events that could impact uranium prices. And now your host, Chris Frostad. This week on Uranium Spotlight, we take a deep dive into Kazakhstan and its stronghold in the nuclear sector, as well as an update from Global Atomic. Spot uranium closed last week at $73.50 per pound U308, down slightly by 65 cents. The week's spot U308 activity was moderate, with UF6 trading bolstering uranium content. Demand interest dipped in late October, but rebounded as offers slipped, resulting in narrowed bid-offer spreads. Coverdyne deliveries saw heightened demand, leading to several transactions. Despite increased bids, sellers had to meet buyers closer to bid levels. Spot prices slipped overall, but rose on Friday, with differentials between delivery locations persisting at $0.50 to $0.75. In the term uranium market, despite ongoing dynamics, the past week saw subtler activity, with no new demand or contract awards reported. Non-U.S. utilities are evaluating offers for deliveries spanning 2026 to 2035, with one utility assessing 6.6 million pounds U308, and another considering 1.3 million pounds U308 over the 2026 to 2032 period. Kazakhstan is currently the world's largest supplier of natural uranium, the raw, unprocessed form of uranium not ready for a reactor. In 2022, Kazakhstan produced nearly 21,000 tons of raw uranium, representing 43% of the world's production. This is already an important position in global nuclear fuel cycle. But Kazakhstan also has ambitions. Ambitions to become an important manufacturer of the fuel pellets that end up in reactors, and ambitions to building a nuclear fleet in which it could use that fuel. Kazakhstan not only is the world's largest producer of uranium, but with 370,000 tons of uranium reasonably assured, it also holds the world's second largest reserves of the mineral. Kazakhstan has also built and operated one fuel fabrication plant for processing its raw ore into fuel pellets with intentions to build more. In 1997, the Kazakh government set up Kazataprom, the government-sanctioned monopoly that was given purview over all things atomic or related to uranium. It is Kazataprom that has made these deals with other entities to build fuel manufacturing plants, usually in exchange for stakes in its mines, with expectations of accessing supplies of the raw material somewhere down the road. At this point, most of Kazakhstan's supplies of uranium have been committed to Russia and China, two of its biggest trading partners, its close neighbors, and two of the most powerful countries on Earth. A smaller amount is promised to Japan and a smattering of other countries. But even with Kazakhstan's relations souring with Russia over its invasion of Ukraine in 2022, the geopolitical situation means that it's going to be hard for any Western nations to find a way to get more uranium out of Kazakhstan in the near future. The problem of uranium supply for the world's reactors is one of growing concern for many nations that operate large fleets of reactors but surrounded as it is by powerful neighbors who also desire supplies of uranium, 
it may be hard for Western democracies to get a word in edgewise. It was just last May that several high-ranking Gazataprom officials quit, causing a crisis of leadership within the company. They resigned following the Kazakh government's allowance of Russian state-owned energy firm Rosatom to take a 49% share in a Kazakh uranium mine. The Kazataprom officials considered this a problem as this particular mine was scheduled to produce an estimated 10% of the world's uranium supply. And with Rosatom gaining such a high stake in the mine, the officials at Kazataprom felt that the company would be losing its dominance in the industry. Russia also desperately needs the uranium. While Russia does produce some 2,500 tons of uranium from its own mines annually, its reactors require more than twice that each year. In the same time period, the Kazakh government agreed to sell China, over the next several decades, some 30 tons of nuclear fuel pellets, the finished product that will actually be used in China's reactors. And just last week, Kazataprom signed yet another deal, this time with China National Uranium Corporation Limited, to supply them with an undisclosed amount of uranium over the next several years. China has an even greater need for the supply of uranium, as well as currently building many reactors and has 55 operating right now with plans for many more in the coming years, it has virtually no reserves of uranium on which to rely. With these recent commitments to produce uranium and uranium products for China and Russia, it is simply a matter of guesswork as to how much of Kazakhstan's uranium will be left over for Western countries. In addition to the important deal that Kazataprom did with China National Uranium Corporation, last week they also negotiated a deal for supply of the mineral with French company Framatome. This came after the visit of French President Emmanuel Macron to Kazakhstan and their fellow Central Asian country, Uzbekistan. In exchange for supply of the raw mineral, Framatome will provide Kazataprom with fuel fabrication technology and the license to use it. France has one of the largest fleets of operational reactors in the world and is likely looking to secure a long-term deal as it looks to diversify its supply of uranium given the recent coup and subsequent geopolitical instability in Niger. Niger supplies some 20% of France's uranium. The French authorities have repeatedly stated that were Niger to cut off its supplies of uranium, they would not have to shut down any reactors, as the EU has enough stockpiles of uranium to last for three years. However, with sanctions against the junta in Niger, French nuclear group Orano did recently have to shut down one of its ore processing facilities in Niger. In other parts of the world, there's also high demand for Kazakh uranium, as Western countries, including the United States, attempt to wean themselves off of Russian uranium and Russian nuclear fuel. Global Atomic Corp. has reported its Q3 2023 results, providing updates on its DASA uranium project in Niger. Despite challenges, including border closures impacting operations, the company has successfully established an alternate supply route through Togo and Burkina Faso. The closure of Niger's border with Benin has affected supply chains, leading to the temporary suspension of underground mine development. With regards to project financing, the U.S. government initially designated the change of government in Niger as a coup, temporarily halting U.S. development bank financing. However, the U.S. government has expressed support for the project financing, leading to the re-engagement of development banks. The company estimates it needs $250 to $275 million in financing to complete the DASA project, with negotiations underway with Export Development Canada and a U.S. development bank. The financing schedule aims for credit committee approval in January 2024 and final approval in March of 2024. The DASA project's political situation involves a transition government in Niger, established in July of 2023, with ongoing support for the DASA project from the government of Niger. 
The U.S. Senate's support for continued military presence in Niger suggests a potential transition to democratic rule within two years. The company has made additions to the DASA management team and is actively exploring alternative logistics routes and financing options. The uranium offtake agreements with North America Utilities remain in place, totaling 1.3 million pounds U308 per year for the first five years of mining. Despite delays and challenges, the company remains committed to the DASA project, with updated feasibility studies and plans underway, aiming to provide ore to the processing plant by the end of 2025, subject to financing and operational progress. And that wraps up your Uranium Spotlight coverage for this week. For more news and events from the world of uranium, please tune in next week to Uranium Spotlight. You've been listening to Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market and its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group, advancing its position as the premier uranium explorer in the world's richest uranium district. Join us again next week for Uranium Spotlight. 